0: you have your Bible, turn with me to Psalm 119, Psalm 119, and we, uh, we've been reading the whole Psalm with each of these in the series, but um, I decided not to read the whole Psalm this time because it only has 176 verses, and so I decided we'd spare you on that. But uh, verses 129 through 136. Let us hear God's word. Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The entrance of your words give light, it gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me and be merciful to me, as your custom is toward those who love your name. Direct my steps by your word, and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of man, that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant, and teach me your statutes. Rivers of water run down from my eyes, because men do not keep your law. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your Word and for the inspiration of it. Now may it speak to our hearts and our lives in such a way that we are challenged, that we are changed, and that we never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are continuing this series uh, in Psalms, and it's called Renewed by the Psalms, and we're praying for God to send renewal to our hearts and our lives, and that's what we pray that this series will help to do. And the Psalms is a great place. You know, right now, right before we're going back to school, and and I know some are not even wanting to think about that, uh, and, and we are definitely praying uh, for all the children, for uh, for all the parents and grandparents. Parents and for all school and staff and teachers and staff and all school staff during this time, especially when it seems that COVID is just... Uh, Going up and down, up and down, and all of that. But uh, so I, I don't know about y'all, but I think it's a great time for us to find renewal, Amen. And, and so we we've been looking at how the Psalms bring us this kind of renewal, and we talked about Psalm one thirty nine, and that it brings us actually, it grounds us in who God is. And who we are, and then we talked about Psalm ninety-one and how God is our hiding place that we can go to God with whatever it is in our life, and especially in tough times, we go to Him and we find protection and, and we we plan for the battle right there under His wings. And then we talked about last week uh, Psalm thirty and how even though weeping may endure for tonight or or that season may be tough, uh, God's Favor is forever, and joy comes in the morning. And I don't know about y'all, but its uh, it, I, I want to see mornings full of joy. Amen? And, and you don't just need a good cup of coffee for that. That helps, by the way. But anyway, I, I want to see that every day in our lives. And so so we're, we're kind of continuing on. We have this Sunday and next Sunday to finish this up. And, and I didn't think there was any way, though, that we could really talk about renewal without talking about God's Word, without talking about getting into the Word of God. And and we find uh, this Psalm 119 is the longest psalm. It's the longest psalm, and it is full of nothing but verse after verse telling us what God thinks about His own Word. The psalmist is telling us, what we should know, what we should believe about God's own word. And and he calls it testimonies, he calls it his word, he calls it commandments, he calls it statutes, precepts, all of these things. And, and, and that's where we get the verse that we've sung that song before from Psalm 9, 119, 105 that says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And in Psalm 119, verse 20, 129, I think sums it all up together saying, Your testimonies, God, are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. And this is what we find in the Bible, which is God's word, and so every testimony, every word, every everything in this book should be wonderful to us, and we need to find that. And I, and I think whenever we find a wonderful word in that kind of way, then we can begin to find the true renewal that we need. So let's look at that for a few minutes this morning. How does God's word, the Bible, bring us renewal? Number one is this, God's word is the light that reveals salvation. God's word is the light that reveals salvation. Look at verses 130 and 131. It says, the entrance of your words give light. gives light. And it gives understanding to the simple. And I'll go ahead and tell you, thank the Lord that he gives understanding to the simple. Because I'm just kind of simple. That's why my sermons are just kind of simple. Because, I mean, I'm simple. And, and, but God's word is what brings light to something that there's no way that our mind can get around. But thank the Lord, our mind doesn't have to get around it. We just have to get our heart around it. Amen? And we may not understand it all. We may not know how it happens, but by faith we can find understanding. I, I opened my mouth and panted for I longed for your commandments. This understanding that we long for is the story of salvation. And it's all found right here. Look, it starts with creation and how we are created in the image of God. It then tells us how we fail and and, and decided to do it our way and to have it like Burger King and and, and do our thing. And nothing wrong with Burger King, by the way, but uh, sometimes. But anyway, but but the but we had it our way and, and we sinned and we were bent in that way. And then God called a people, and it was Israel, and he calls his people together. He delivers them out of Egypt, and and then he gives them the law and these precepts that are there. And then they continue to rebel, and the prophets call them back but God doesn't stop there. I love it how Dean Jones at Duke Divinity School used to say, every time humanity would say no, God would come back with a yes. Amen? And then the ultimate yes that God came back with was his son, Jesus. And Jesus, through the life, death, and resurrection of God's son, Jesus, he gives us life and, connect- and reconnects our relationship with God. But it doesn't stop there. He gave us the Holy Spirit to walk with us. And this book has it all there. The book of Acts. Most Bibles say it's the Acts of the Apostles. But really, it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And then he continues there and gives us direction through the letters from Paul and other writers. And then, of course, he finishes up with Revelation And you know what revelation is? It's the victorious ending of our story. It's the promise that we have. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I I like watching basketball and football. And, you know, whenever you're watching those games, I I used to take it when they were really close. and, And especially right up there to the last minute or two. But, you know, whenever Tar Heels are... Well, they didn't do too hot last year. But anyway, the, uh, but whenever whoever it is that you like and, and it's getting there toward the end of that game and it doesn't show who's going to win and I tell you, my nerves all tore up by then and, and then all of a sudden, the ending comes. But what, what all the hesitation is and all the nervousness is is the fact that I don't know the end of the game and how it's going to turn out until it does. Well, folks, that doesn't have to be so in our story because we know the end of the game and we win in the end. Amen. There is victory and that's the story that this book gives light to. And so when we need renewal, whenever we need that light shown in our lives, we find it here in God's word. Number two is this, God's Word not only gives us light for salvation, but God's Word directs our path so that we can walk with Him. Look at verse twenty—I mean 133. It says, direct my steps by your Word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. The King James Version that the choir sung about this morning says, order my steps with your Word. And folks, that's what we need God to do so that we can see the path That's what he says there so that he can guide us. Listen, this word is the infallible word of God for our faith and practice. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people say, yeah, it's infallible for my faith, but I don't know about that practice part because there's some things in there sometimes I don't really want to live like that. And I'm not talking about some of the Levitical laws where, you know, you... Take your kids out and stone them or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. All right, I'm talking about just to, just how to live as Christians, how to love one another, how to help one another, how to live for God and obey His word. And His word is there to help us in that, to get us, to keep us on the right path and away from danger. That's why that verse is—I quote it and quote it: 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. We need that direction sometime. Just a couple of weeks ago, Tina and I we were boating on our boat, and it's not a big boat, by the way. I just don't want it to sound like it is. But anyway, but we were out there on the boat, and uh, and and decided we were going to ride down towards uh, Southport Uh, we hadn't been down that way we've always come up the waterway and and all but we were going to ride down towards Southport so we took off uh, down there from the river from the state park and I, I, I thought I was following the red and the green you know staying between those or whatever the next thing I know I see this one white sign that says danger This big sign that says danger, it was on a pole or whatever. And Tina's like, I don't think we're supposed to be over this way. And I was like, well, I'm just following it. We'll just get on by or whatever and and kept riding. And about that time, we see another one says danger. And about that time, we see this boat heading out towards us pretty fast. I mean, it was coming out there and it had this guy on there saying, get away, get away. And come to find out it was Sunny Point Military Base. I mean, I was like, Lord, have mercy. I'm about to have a missile shot at me or something, you know. And, and, uh, and when, he got, when he said get away, don't worry, we got away. But it was so easy. Somehow we got off the path, and the next thing we saw was danger. And, folks, that's what the Word helps us to do. It helps us stay on the path, and it helps us tell us where the danger spots are. And we all have those spots in our lives, and we need to know where they are. And this Word directs our path so that we can walk with God. Third, we say God's Word renews our passion for living for Him. It renews our passion. See, look look at Psalm 119, verse 135 and 136. It says, make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Rivers of water run down from my eyes because men do not keep your law. In other words, the psalmist has a real compassion for folks that are not living according to God. I mean, it it hurts his heart. It, it, It breaks his heart. And it breaks God's heart whenever we're not living for him. But there's no way we can have the compassion that we need to have for one another if we're not living with the passion for God. And we need that passion in our life. And God's word reveals that to us and it renews us in that. The Bible, now listen, the Bible should not be used as a weapon against other people. It's not something we beat other people on the head with or, or and all. In, in fact, it, it's, 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 it's there to give life. It's not there to give condemnation. It's there to give life. And look at 2 Timothy verse 3, verse 16. It says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, For instruction in righteousness. You hear that? All Scripture. Didn't say part of the Scripture. Didn't just say just those verses I like. I mean, you know, just those verses that make me feel good. They're given for that. No, all Scripture. And then when Paul writes to Timothy a little later uh, in that same same book, he writes to him in that same letter. Chapter 4, verses 2 through 4 says this. Preach the word. Now, that word preach is proclaim. So it's not just what preachers do up here. It's telling others. It's proclaim the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Listen, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. In other words, we're supposed to be convincing, rebuking, uh, exhorting, those kind of things. But we do so with love and with patience and with teaching. For the time will come. I want you to hear this. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. You know what it's saying? It's saying we have to stand on God's Word in a loving and a respectful way, but we have to stand on God's Word. We have to proclaim that word in season and out of season. We have to proclaim it when it's easy to proclaim. And we have to proclaim it when it's hard. He's saying preach the word. Preach it when they say amen. And preach it when they throw something at you. He preached the word. Preach it when when they bless you. And preach it when they curse you. Preach it when they, when they yell out. And preach it when they boo you. Preach it, but stay true to it. Because many will come to see this day, and folks, I don't know about y'all, but it sure seems like we're in the day where just kind of anything goes. When God's saying, I've got such a better plan for you. I have such a better way for you. And it's right here in this book. And lastly, God's Word introduces us over and over to the author. God's Word introduces us over and over to the author. You know, there's just something special about meeting the author of a book that you've read. I think it's awesome. We have an author that lives right here in town that's come and been with us on Coffee Time and different things. Elizabeth Lane Thompson. And she's written books like God, When God Says Wait and When God Says Go and all the fields, great books out there. And, and When God Says No, um, as Pastor Kim was talking about sometimes, God does say No. In that way, to our prayers, because God may have something much better Amen. planned for us. Amen? Amen. But uh, it was, it's cool to know the author. I, I, I also I, I remember meeting the author years ago. Of, y'all remember the book when it came out? It was called The Shack, uh, William Paul Young. We got to meet him. Tina and I were down at an uh, evangelism conference down in New Orleans, and, and uh, we got to meet him down there. And I remember I finished the book. Uh, he was speaking that night at 7 o'clock and then not go and sign autographs and, and or do autographs and autograph books. And I remember I finished the book that afternoon like at 4 o'clock. And I was so proud that I had finished that book. And I, me and Tina got up there. We waited in line. And he got up there. And I let him sign my book. And, um, and Tina said, uh, and I said, I just want you to know I finished this book at 4 o'clock this afternoon. He said, oh, that's great. And Tina said, well, tell him how long it took you. It only took me like a year and a half. But anyway, the thing is, I, hey, y'all, I skip around a lot. I go from one book to the other, and so I, I kind of do that. But and, 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 you know, for a while there, it was kind of only my toilet reading. I didn't tell him that. But anyway, you know, so uh, especially as he was signing. But anyway, but, but the thing is, is that it's just something special about meeting the author. Dr. Eddie Fox that passed away. He's the one that put together, he didn't write the New Testament, but he put together those face sharing New Testaments that you get in um, uh, in, in the first-time visitor bags and all. And it's awesome. It was awesome sitting under his teaching and knowing him. There's something special. But let me tell you something, folks. When we get into this Word, we get introduced over and over to the author, who is Jesus. Over and over we get introduced to this author. That yes, men and women wrote this thing down, but guess what? It was inspired and authored by Almighty God. And we need to remember that. And he's constantly introducing us to it. The late Dr. Bill Henson tells a story about the guy that started the mission uh, through the United Methodist Church in Cambodia. It was a man by the name of Samuel Ong. Samuel uh, Owen, he and his sister were uh, survivors of that uh, terrible tragedy called the Killing Fields, and they made it through that and were refugees. and He his story goes that uh, that as they were uh, refugee camp, they were in a refugee camp, and and somebody came by and they were giving away New Testaments that were in their uh, in their home language, and so they each got a little New Testament. And he said that, man, that New Testament, the pages of that New Testament were just right for me to roll my tobacco in and smoke. He said, I mean, it was just right for that. Now, and I know nowadays it wouldn't be tobacco. But anyway, but, he, uh, but, but I mean, it was just right for his smokes. And he said, man, I smoked through Matthew. Then I smoked through Mark. Then I smoked through Luke. And he said, I was making my way, smoking through the book of John, the gospel of John. When all of a sudden I came to John chapter 3 and I happened to look down at the page. He said, all of a sudden, he said, I couldn't smoke John 3.16. He said, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and it gave my life to Christ. He became a pastor, and he had said he had said he never wanted to go back to Cambodia because of the trauma and all that he had experienced there. But God called him to go back to his home country and to become a pastor and a missionary there. And our general board of global ministries helped to launch a church there. And it was all because God's Word introduced Amen. Mr. Samuel Holmes to John three sixteen and introduced them to Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning or maybe you're watching online and you just need to be introduced to the author of this book. His name is Jesus. He's altogether lovely and he loves you and he loves me. And maybe, you know, maybe you've been introduced to him before. Maybe you're acquainted with him, but He just wants to get you reacquainted. Maybe that's you this morning. It's time to get into God's Word. Whether it's through Sunday school, through a Bible study, through more devotional time, through getting into a small group, uh, connected in some way, we want to help you to do that so that we can all become more and more and reacquaint ourselves with the author of the book. You know, there's no greater compliment That you can give an author than to say, I read your book. I wonder if we could tell Jesus, I'm reading your book. I'm getting in your book. So I can be closer and closer to the one that gave his life for me. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for who you are. And for your grace and for your love. Lord, we pray right now, God, that you will just move in our hearts and lives. Maybe there's somebody in this house of worship or watching online that just need to say, Lord, I want to be introduced to you. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I want to live for you. I give you my life right now. I turn it over to you. My past, my heartbreaks, My heart aches, all of those things. I give it over to you, God. Now give me the victory that I know that you can bring. Maybe there's some of us that just need to be reacquainted. Lord, help us to just reach out to you this morning. Help us to make a new commitment to get into your word so that victory can come in every area of our lives. And now, Lord, as we sing this final song together, Lord, may we know, may we know the author in a special way as we take our stand. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.